Hi, friends and colleagues. It's Nikki from Full Voice Music. Today's podcast episode number 65 is part one of a two-part journey. That's right. We are traveling around the world, and I am talking to colleagues near and far about their favorite vocal warm-ups. Welcome to the Full Voice Podcast, teaching strategies and resources for voice teachers working with young singers. Now here's your host, Nikki Loney. Welcome, friends and colleagues, to the Full Voice Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited uh, sharing vocal warm-ups and ideas to help our students of all ages and ourselves uh, warm up our voices and learn about our voices and develop our voices is always a lot of fun. I get a lot of great ideas, which I immediately take into my teaching studio. And I thought that it would be kind of neat to reach out to my my colleagues and my friends near and far. So we're kind of going on a little trip and talking to teachers from all over. Now, I have to tell you, um, most of the podcasts, uh, uh, we, we prepare them weeks in advance. But I got the idea for this one um, on Sunday night. That's right, just a few days ago. Uh, and uh, it was one of those that I kind of woke up and I was like, that's a great idea. I nudged my husband and said, hey, are you awake? I have this great idea for the podcast. He didn't really appreciate that. But um, as always, he is he is my champion and has put together all of the interviews. Now, to my guests and my friends and my colleagues that uh, agreed to this, um, I didn't give them much notice. So I want to thank each and every one of them for finding time in their busy schedules. Most of my colleagues are just finishing their year of teaching. We're just about to head into the Christmas holidays, 2018. If you are, if you've finished up teaching, I want to, I want to, uh, well, first of all, I want to give you a big hug, but I also want to congratulate you for making it through the year. Uh, the end of the year can be really exhausting. And I know a lot of my colleagues are performers. They are teaching artists. So not only are they teaching, but they are performing. So whatever you are doing, um, I hope you finish on a high note. No pun intended. Well, pun intended. And um, I hope that you uh, enjoyed this uh, podcast. Now, I want to start off uh, by sharing some of the vocal exercises that I've been using in my teaching studio and why I've been using them in my teaching studio. They are a lot of fun. So we're starting our journey here in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. So Hamilton is about 45 minutes just outside of Toronto. Um, it is a beautiful city. We have uh, we have the most waterfalls of, I do believe, any city in North America. I'll double check that uh, fact. But yeah, we have a beautiful mountain here and the Bruce Trails are here. Now, weather-wise, uh, it's, it's, well, it's not nice. It's cold. It's uh, about minus four. It gets pretty chilly at night. Now we've, we have had some nice weather in, in the day. It gets up above zero, which is like, 
you know, shorts and t-shirt weather for most Canadians. Um, but uh, it's it's been chilly. I'm not going to lie. And I do have to tell everybody that uh, when we do record podcasts, we have to turn the furnace off in our house. So it's getting a little chilly in here. Anyhow, um, one of the exercises that I've been doing recently in my teaching studio and I want to shout out to Kristen Coffey Rondeau, who's ever since her podcast about movement, um, it has really, really had a uh, profound influence on me. So I'm always looking for ways to incorporate rhythm and movement into my lessons. So what I like to do is just take a very simple exercise, like a five note scale, ah, but then I make them either clap tap, or sometimes we use percussion instruments to clap a rhythm at the end of the phrase. So uh, I'll keep it very simple for my little ones. Um, So they'll go, ah, and they'll just do a little rhythm. And we can make that rhythm as complicated or as simple as we need to. Now with my teenagers, with my teenagers, I make them clap start their rhythm on the last note that they sing. So if we go E. Now, my evil reason for tr- for doing this is because they're not paying attention. My students have been daydreaming and they're kind of in autopilot. And that little rhythm on the end keeps them thinking. It keeps them looking ahead, thinking ahead. And... Um, I, uh, I, I, I do it for that reason, really. <laughs> That's one of the biggest reasons is just to get them clapping a steady beat, obviously is important as well, but thinking ahead. Now with my more advanced students, um, I will ask them to change that rhythm or change uh, the sound that they make. So maybe they'll clap and tap. Maybe they'll um, uh, clap and stomp. Um, anything that gets them moving and keeping that steady beat. I will vary the speed of the exercise to make sure that they they also are they change the um, the tempo of their clapping. And it's very interesting. Some of my students uh, are very comfortable with this type of exercise and it goes very well. Some of my students, including some of my older students and some of my adults, uh, they struggle with this. They struggle to incorporate this rhythmic exercise as well. So it's a really nice way to see, um, one, if they're paying attention, two, if they can keep a steady tempo, and then three, I will ask them to start modifying their patterns. So a little bit of improvisation. So I will give them some ideas, but then I encourage them to come up with their own. And that really gets them thinking. Um, Some of my students really love the challenge of making their own rhythms. Some of them do not. And that's okay. We have fun working it out. So I wanted to start off this podcast with a little exercise that's been a lot of fun and has uh, really been able to identify some of the strengths and weaknesses that I see with my students and strengths and not weaknesses, but strengths and opportunities for improvement. So I'm, uh, I'm sharing that with all of you. I hope you can get some percussive, rhythmic challenges in there. Um, feeling the beat 
being able to keep a steady beat is so important for our singers. We sometimes forget that. So there's my favorite vocal warm-up right now in my teaching studio. But we are going to uh, move into warmer weather. And I am heading down to uh, Henderson, Nevada, just outside of Las Vegas. And we are connecting with uh, my past podcast guest, uh, Karen Michaels. Now, Karen was on the podcast about social media. She is a social media expert as well as a performing artist and a piano and voice teacher. So uh, here is Karen Michaels. Karen, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I am great. It is awesome here in Vegas. I got to tell you. Awesome. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> can I, can you just, can you just brag for a moment? How warm is it there? Oh my gosh. Okay. So, well, I'm freezing because we <laughs> think 110 is like the norm. So, um, <laughs> it's 42 right now. Like I oh. literally have on a, tur- I have two shirts on one's a turtleneck <laughs> <laughs> and I had the heater on. Like what? Oh my gosh. Wow. 42 is like summer for us. <laughs> I know. And it's going to be 64 as the high today. Shh. Now, we are talking Fahrenheit. So for those of you who oh, yes, are, are used to Celsius. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much. I'm really excited. So uh, today, uh, you are so kind. You're sharing some of your go-to favorite vocal warm-ups and technical exercises. And and one of the reasons why I wanted to reach out to you is because you are also a teaching artist. You are a performer. You are singing a lot. You're a busy performer. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to know about your warm-ups, like how you warm up your voice. So can we start with that? And then you can also share your favorite um, exercise that you like to do with your students. Sure, absolutely. So for myself, today, since, um, so, right, full disclosure, we're three hours apart. So this game began at 5.30 a.m. this morning. Right. I love <laughs> you so much for that. Thank you for getting up so early. <laughs> And you know what? It's funny. Well, I'm a mom, so it's not like it's five hours early. It's just I usually get up around um, between four and five, truthfully, anyway, because, you know, life. Um, But so today I went into full gig mode. I got up. um, I knew we would be chatting beginning around 530. So I got up an hour early. And what I do is the first 10 minutes of being awake, 10 to 15 minutes, I don't speak at all. I, I make zero vocal sound. So, you know, like I'll pet the dog. If the child happens to be up, I'm hugging and I'm texting or I'm, uh, my body warms itself up naturally. I took a really nice steamy shower and then I gargled and rinsed with Soleil water. <laughs> Wait a second. What's Soleil water? What is that? <laughs> that is salt water with made. I make mine with pink Himalayan salt. Wow. And, it's really, it's that easy thing. I have a mason jar. I, I fill it ha- halfway with filtered water. I dump a bunch. I don't even measure because you just dump a bunch of the pink crystal salt in there. And then um, and then when it doesn't dissolve, then it just kind of sits on the top. And that's when you know that the water has fully integrated with the salt. And, wow. um, and then I just rinse my mouth and gargle with that. I usually do that, I would say maybe... I don't know, three, four times a week. 
Um, especially on days that I'm going to have a long vocal day. Like today I'm teaching, I have a rehearsal and then I'm teaching all the way um, until 7.30 tonight. So it's a long day. Um, And that's honestly pretty typical. That begins my day, the 10 10 to 15 minute don't speak, a nice warm shower, a gargle rinse. And then I have some sort of warm beverage, which of course I'm drinking out of the full voice podcast mug. Ah! <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> I'm drinking um black coffee. Then my go-to is the I do lip trills. Um and I do them, I say without the grab. So instead of being fully engaged, which would be a grab sound, I right. use the I would call it a heady sound. Um, okay. A, whatever makes sense to, you know, I share this with, I actually obviously share this with all my students, professionals and young ones. And I could, I always search for the right word to, um, <laughs> to make sense to them. You know what I mean? So mm. I do that. I do that all the way up and down the scale. And I generally start at C4 or F4 because I'm a low voice, as I'm sure everyone can kind of hear. I'm kind of a, um, I'm kind of a scratchy voice style <laughs> CCM kind of singer. So right. I, I generally start at C4, F4, and then go up. Um, this is a really interesting thing I learned. As you know, I'm a vocal power associate, um, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Howard girl. And, um, and I really learned that when I use the what I would call the opposite end of my voice, the part of my voice that isn't typically used, when yes. I'm performing, that it's sort of that reciprocal innervation thing, which is a, a very fancy sort of um, massage word or medical word that just means using a part of your anatomy that isn't generally used as much as the other part. So I, nice. I always believe that as low singers should work on and warm up their higher voice, higher singers... Yes warm up and work on their lower voice. Right. So that is my, that is my personal go-to. And then a little trick that I do that has been great for my students that don't play piano. Um, Mm, or if you're, you know, and especially in Vegas, a lot of my people are, they're driving in or out to LA to audition. Right. And so they don't have an opportunity to, to do a proper warm up. So, my favorite thing is, um, thank you, Whitney Houston, and all of those beautiful vocal cords, is to do a lip trill singing along with Whitney Houston. Oh, because nice. Or really anything on the radio, right? Anything on the radio works, of course, right? But now since we all have our, I, I have a set playlist of Whitney, Christina, and Sandy Patty, which is a really diverse ah. sort of. <laughs> yeah, yes. but it, as, they're all sopranos, right? So I can do my lip trills and burrs along to those ladies um, and get a stunning and sometimes even better than when I'm doing it myself um, warm up in <laughs> and, and you don't even have to be near the piano. So nice. I like that. That's a great tip because often we're not near a piano and we still have to warm up our voices. Great. Tip. Exactly. 
Now, what do you use for your uh, for your kiddos? What's a, what's your go to warm up that you like to use for them? <laughs> my favorite one is the "Mommy made me mash my M and M's." Oh my! <laughs> oh, I like that one. I like that it's one. You so right? Mommy made me mash my M and M's. Oh my! And then what's really fun is sometimes they'll come in, you know, and they'll have their very cute, um, they'll try to come up with different ones. We were trying, we've been trying to figure out one for Christmas. So today and tomorrow I have a lot of cuties. Um, so they're, they were tasked with coming up with a Christmas version. So we'll see if any of them. I love that. The kids like that. The kids like to kind of put their own spin on the warmups and it keeps them far more engaged. Absolutely. And it's fun when they come in and they, they're like, Miss Karen, I have five ideas. You know, oh, one would be good. <laughs> five is better. <laughs> now you also do, you also do something with the major triads and then you, you connect it with um, ear training. Yes. So what I really like to do with that is, um, you know, because sometimes we have to sneak in the ear training, <laughs> sometimes with my adults as well, right? Because nobody really likes to do that. So I like to do the um, the four major chord qualities, which are obviously truly in, in nearly every song in the world, right? The major, minor, augmented, diminished. Um, so I just go, ha, 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 ha. So they just do a short ha 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 staccato sound and they, and I play the chord and then they sing it back. And then what happens is as they get better, then obviously what I'll do is sometimes I'll just play the chord and I won't follow the arpeggio with them. So then they have to sing. Yeah. So then that really works their, their thought process. And it's so, it's so exciting to see when, singers are to the point where I'm only holding the cord and I'm actually, mm-hmm. I just started, I'm so this young man, I have a young man who's truly, he's tremendous. Um, he's to the point where I only play that first major chord and he can sing all four. Oh, I'd love that. Oh, he, he's, it's thrilling to hear when somebody advances. It's such, it's mm-hmm. funny. I never realized how, um, how heart filling that would be as a teacher uh, you know, mm-hmm. when somebody gets to that point and the excitement on their face, cause they hear their ears have come to the point where they can really hear that they're doing it as well. Really exciting and really happy. Well, Karen, thank you. Uh, I mean, it's always lovely to talk to you. And if for new podcast listeners, Karen is also the social butterfly guru <laughs> and she did a f- fantastic podcast about social media for voice teachers and I'm going to put links in the show notes to that and of course links to your website and all of that stuff as Uh always Karen thank you for allowing us to stop in very early in the morning (laughs) I am wishing you an amazing holiday with your beautiful family I will you as well my friend you as well thank you My next special guest is Kim Wessel. Now, Kim was originally living here in Hamilton. She's a piano and voice teacher. But back in 2017, she moved to Bouctouche, New Brunswick, to semi 
retire. She will never stop teaching. She loves it. She's a passionate music educator. And uh, she was more than happy to share some of her go-to favorite vocal exercises with me. Kim, welcome to the Full Voice Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Lovely. No, my pleasure. I'm glad to be here. And now you are in Buktush. Did I say that right? Buktush. Buktush. Uh, now, I just talked to Karen. She's in um, Las Vegas, told me about the weather there, uh, which she thought was cold. But um, tell us about the weather in New Brunswick right now. Right now it's sunny, but we just had two days of a winter snowstorm, and our temperature oh. is minus seven with a wind chill of minus 18 oh, no. right now, but that's going okay. away. <laughs> I hope Karen is listening because she was saying that 40 degrees, uh, that's Fahrenheit, and she was wearing a sweater and uh, had the heater on in her house. Oh, well, Okay. Yeah, I'll take that any day. <laughs> exactly. So you just got a snowstorm. Yeah, schools were closed for two days, so I had no students for two days. Oh, does that happen a lot? Do you get a lot of weather-related cancellations in the winter? Well, this is only my second winter here, and last winter okay. I only had four. Okay, well, it's not too bad. No. Um, uh, I love talking to my friends and my colleagues about their uh, favorite vocal warm-ups. Now, Karen beat you to it. She uh, she talked all about the uh, lip trills. Okay. Uh, and I and I actually made her do a whole bunch of lip trills. So, <laughs> but you, but I'm dying to know you. You mentioned something about you like to get your students to start with yawning. Can you kind of go into that exercise that you do with your kiddos? Sure can. 90% of the time when the students come in, they're stressed, they've just been from, from school or a different activity, and there's too much tension in the upper body, and especially in the jaw. And I find that if I have them start yawning and really accentuating that yawn and making it go, ah, and making all funny noises when they're doing it, the entire nice. jaw and the just relaxes. Now, and do they ever give you a hard time? Do they ever like, oh, I don't want to do that? Of course they do. But then I say, but don't forget, if we do this, then we get to have some fun with some of the full voice stuff. And then they oh. do it. <laughs> you mean you're not using full voice as punishment? No, they think it's hilarious <laughs> and they love it. <laughs> okay, good. Just checking. Now, when you're doing, when you're doing the yawning, um, are you doing stretching with that as well, like with the body? Definitely. We are standing up, we're moving the arms, and we're really stretching our whole body to get every aspect of our body involved. Oh. Do, when they're doing the yawn, do they end up actually yawning a little bit? Sometimes, and it's cute because I know they're tired. <laughs> right? That's challenging. In in our teaching studios, I see that all the time. My students come to me, and they're just, they're beat. They're tired. Yep. And so it, it does help with the yawning, and they're getting more air in, and it's starting and then I'll tell them to just give a really big stretch up and expand their whole body out and fill their lungs. And then they're ready to start their singing lessons. Uh, what are some of your other go-tos that you'd like to get started with with your, uh, with your students? Well, after we've done our, our yawning and our, unfortunately, lip trills, then we go into doing <laughs> our, um, our expansion of our vocal range. And so mm -hmm. all I do is I have them do our do re mis. And of course, I'm teaching in French, not in English. Oh, wow. 
Now, was that a big transition for you when you came from, or were you doing that in Ontario? No, no. Everything in Ontario was in English. Um, thankfully, I used to speak French halfway decently, but it's been over 30 years. So wow. getting back into it has been a lot of fun. <laughs> so that means you're using fixed dough then, yes? I use fixed dough, which was a drastic change for my brain. That would be challenging. Do you ever introduce the concept of movable dough to the kids or is, are they not embracing that? Well, I do, but not until they've been with me for a little bit because in their music class, it's always fixed dough. So I don't want to confuse wow. them. So uh, when you're, uh, this is actually a personal question. Um, I know in the full voice books, we only work in C major anyways for the first two books. But what, what right. do you do when you get them into book two and three and it's movable dough? We're fine up to book two when we're doing the fixed on C and everything is great. I have to change okay. your T to okay. a C because it's do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, si, do. So si, I, do, I yes. change that. Um, and then once we get into the higher levels, I say, now we're going to switch over to the English curriculum. And they're totally fine oh. with that. And I've had no problem at all. I know. I was talking to um, a friend of mine in Montreal, and she says that both systems are taught at the universities there. Oh, definitely. And actually, um, in the University of Moncton, they have a beautiful program that I incorporate as well, which has um, them singing different arrangements and different rhythms with different starting notes. So it, it makes it a lot of fun to get them doing that and, and really understanding the whole musical concept behind it. I am wishing you an amazing holiday with your friends and family. And uh, I'm, I will be heading out your way uh, in the summertime. So maybe you and I could uh, get, have a coffee and discuss the challenges of fixed dough versus movable dough. <laughs> I would love that, Nikki. Let me know when you're on your way. Awesome. And you have a very happy holidays as well. Oh, thanks, Kim. Thank you. My next guest, we are uh, continuing on our journey, and we have gone to Winter Park, Florida. So, Rebecca Piot, thank you so much for joining me on the Full Voice Podcast. Oh, you're welcome. I'm so excited to be here. Now, I just want to point out that we were talking to Karen it's 40 degrees there. It's going to go up to 60-something today. Then we went up to New Brunswick where with the wind chill, it's minus 18. Can you let us know what it's like in, and I think you guys are mocking us, Winter Park, Florida? It currently is 65 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, wow. And partly cloudy with a high of 73 today. So this is what we Floridians call the perfect day. So when I move my family down to Winter Park, can I get a job at your studio? <laughs> For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was really so, funny because last night the temperature went down into the low 40s. And that's right. where you get to watch all the Floridians pull out their down-filled parkas and their wool scarves no. and their shoes no. with toes on them. <laughs> because it's mostly sandal season year-round here, you know. So I only pull out socks when I'm going north. So, yeah. Oh so last goodness. night, everybody was freezing. It's hysterical. But, well, thank yeah. you for sharing that. I'm not going to tell you how jealous I am right now. <laughs> um, although it's it's not minus 18. We, we had, uh, I think we were like minus 4 this morning when we uh, when we got up. That's still a hard pass for me. 
So, Rebecca, thank you so much. Um, your uh, your teaching studio, a noteworthy music studio. What's going on with uh, with you and your students? Well, we just finished our Christmas recital. We had it on Sunday, mm-hmm. and I think we had twenty six per- performers on that, and it it was everything from super classic Christmas music to carols to I want a hippopotamus for Christmas, <laughs> and. I tell people that they say, well, your, your recitals are so fun. And I said, that's because all the kids, all of the students pick their own music. They, nice. we don't tell them what they're going to work on. They get choices. We get ultimate veto power, of course, but yes. they get to choose the music because I want them to work on music that excites them. So they'll go home mm. and practice. <laughs> So they'll actually <laughs> right? get better. And so so they get to choose music that reflects their personalities, that they're excited about playing, and that they really shows when they get to perform that they're enjoying what they're doing. Um, I am I'm very thankful that you uh, found time in your busy schedule to talk to me today about your favorite vocal warm-ups and exercises. So what are some of your go-tos that you love, that your students love? What do you like to do? Okay, so these two are specifically geared towards um, Christmas or holidays. And they are both, I'm going to attribute here, they are both exercises that I have flat out stolen from other people. So, (laughs) and I love them. (laughs) So the first one actually uh, is from my teaching apprentice. And I, we teach next to each other in our little studio. And I heard it coming through the wall one day and I went, oh, that's brilliant. And so she takes just the first phrase of Deck the Halls. And she does the deck the halls with boughs of holly. Dun, dun. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. And that's it. And just keeps modulating. She keeps modulating up and then comes back down. And... It's it. absolutely fantastic. <laughs> so well, it's nice too because they're they're starting on a high pitch, right? So yes. that's a great that's a great vocal warm up. Yes, and it helps them it helps them learn to initiate those really good uh, consonants for onsets, especially if they're a little bit of a shy singer. Mm-hmm. Nice, and you yes. have to really help them get that. Like you know, give me that nice big you know D on the first word, and that mm-hmm. way. It, it helps them learn to initiate on the top of a phrase, but it also helps them spit their words out a little bit. Oh, you're, so you're sneaking in some diction exercises as well. Yes, you can do that. And then you can also work on dynamics and start loud mm-hmm. at the top of the phrase and get soft as you come down. You can start soft at the top of the phrase and get loud as you come down. And mm-hmm. I also use it to help illustrate how... As they are coming down a descending phrase, they still have to keep their air moving and they still have to keep their support mechanisms active. We can't just mm-hmm. let it go because we're coming down to the easy stuff because then you splat your notes out on the bottom. Yes. And I see that a lot with the, some of the young singers, right? Because they're developing mm-hmm. that coordination. So it's kind of like a big explosive beginning and then it just fizzles out. Yeah. or And then they end up like they'll go flat. On the bottom mm-hmm. note, or mm-hmm. it just kind of lands and it's like a p- 
puddle and it just kind of <laughs> goes out. So I like that. So, I like that term. Yeah, it's like it kind of reminds me of like what melted slime might must look like. <laughs> Yeah. So love it. Uh-huh. I love it. Well, thank please thank Haley for that great idea. So shout out to Haley. Yes. Well it's done. fantastic. Okay. okay, now what what else have you stolen, Rebecca? Okay, so another teacher that worked, she did our very first full voice group class uh back oh, in the spring. Wonderful. Megan. So Megan is um, a friend of mine. I just played for her wedding a few weeks ago. And so congratulations. So she's a friend of mine. I know it was so pretty. And Mm. what she does, um, this one you can switch up for all seasons. And so I love it because um, the students like to, they get a little input on their exercises. And so I sort of crowdsource the words for this exercise from the students and the season. So it's kind of fun, but it starts, um, it's, um, da, 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 da. So one, two, three, four, five, four, three, two, one, five, one. And you can do this one has so many applications. Um, you can do it on numbers. You can do it on solfa. You can add in your hand symbols. So we're very full voice focused on this one. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Confession. I don't know if I could do the hand signs that quickly. I can't do them that fast, but that doesn't stop me from making my students try to do it that fast. Right? That'll be our <laughs> so, little secret. That's right. I'm like, you're young. You can handle it. Let's go. So... Um, <laughs> No, but the other thing that we do in terms of words is, so for uh, the reason I first stole this one was it was so fun because Megan did it on watermelon, watermelon, cantaloupe. Oh, and how much fun is that? Right? And so then you can switch it up. And so, because one of my students went, well, cantaloupe's disgusting. And I said, well, then you have <laughs> to find another three-syllable fruit, lady. And so she goes, That's brilliant. how about coconuts and i said okay cool so we did watermelon watermelon coconuts and so what's fun about that is every time you switch up the word you can get some different diction qualities out of it you'll like this story one of my little kiddos has a cat named obi-wan kenobi so we sang we didn't do the jump at the end but we sang the one two three four five four three two one obi-wan kenobi (laughs) oh that's fantastic you could do like a you could add the darth vader right because you got three (gasps) syllables there oh the possibilities are endless boba fett i mean (laughs) stormtroopers so oh. a whole Star Wars warm up day. Oh my gosh, I feel like that should be okay. a full voice like yeah, do. Mm. Okay, <laughs> I okay. <laughs> It'll be our next freebie Friday. You know how I I'm my students constantly ask me if there's new songbird strips. Oh, they love yes. those. Oh my gosh, we have, I have this pretty like crystal bowl that I picked up at a yard sale somewhere and I put the songbird strips in that. And every time they come in, they're like, are there new ones? (laughs) I go, there might. Did you do the Halloween ones? I did. Did they like them? I did. 
they loved them. They thought it was hysterical, oh, so especially cool. especially when they started doing like the zombie. Oh uh, um, yes, yes. Where you had to they they got into that. That was a full body. Oh vocal warm-up situation <laughs> See, yes right okay i'm trying to remember yes sing the next exercise as if you were a zombie yes and so they, they get yeah. to get like the zombie walk going and then some of them would draw <laughs> their mouths down and do the oh. And so- oh my gosh on my list of things to do i do have create some new strips because my students are also they are they're like okay we've done this tongue twister before so uh, and not only that but the strips are little they're disintegrating like uh, they're just it's a mess yes so yes mine mine were falling apart <laughs> right yeah so yes. i i will uh, i will get on that because yes i think we need some new songbird warm up um uh ideas for our kiddos for sure i'm yeah. so glad that yeah. they liked it though and you guys were having fun Oh my gosh, I make everybody do them. It doesn't matter if you're a six-year-old or if you're one of my adult students. You have to dig right. around in the bowl and get a and <laughs> pick an exercise. But um, so tell me, um, tell me what um, what uh, you did for Christmas with this exercise. Okay, so this one has all kinds of of different things you can do with it. So we did. Um, we did like yummy, 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 yummy Christmas pie. Something like Ooh. that. Mm-hmm. Um, we did uh, pretty, 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 pretty Christmas trees. Ooh, that's tricky with the peas. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, that one's pretty hard. And so, so we did that. And some of them, you know, once you get towards the top, and they have to actually start working at them. You know, you start to mm-hmm. get groans coming from the other side of the piano. And so then, but it's great because you have to really work at um, navigating that big jump at the end of the exercise and how using your diction can help you navigate that jump easier and how when we add different words or different uh, sounds to the exercise, it changes the difficulty of the exercise. So a lot of, we, we use this one pretty much every week and I always am switching it up somehow. And so it's, it's a lot of fun. And like I said, you can, you can use it sort of through all the seasons and switch up the Mm -hmm. words and um, kids love it. The adults love it because it's a valuable exercise and the two that the two exercises that we did today, you know, are great because one starts on the top, one starts on the bottom, and mm-hmm. you know you can you can customize them however you want to, and you can get the kids involved, your students involved. That that makes all the difference. Yes, but yeah, so those are those are two of my favorite sort of holiday themed exercises that we've been doing in the studio. And we'll continue to do in the studio. I, they may be singing Deck the Halls until June <laughs> at this point. <laughs> so. I love that. that. That's so fun. Well, Rebecca, I I want to thank you so much. I'm I'm so inspired by you. It sounds like you're just having so much fun with your students and you're embracing their personalities and their their passions. What an inspired 
inspired teaching studio. And uh, I am serious. When when we finally get fed up with the weather here, I'm moving to your neck of the woods. So <laughs> do it. I might need a job. <laughs> that's, hey, that's right. We had we have people people down here having babies like crazy. So we got plenty of supplies Whoa, far as, okay. as people awesome. to teach. We, yeah. So, well, thank you so much for having <laughs> me. I really enjoyed doing this today. And I hope that, you know, the Full Voice podcast listeners who are getting some of these exercises have a blast experimenting oh, with I them. Oh, I love it. I love, I'm sure they will. I well, I'm I'm gonna take these back. I, I'm going to use these today, Rebecca. So oh, fun. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I, I have one more day of teaching, and uh, I'm I'm so excited because the kids are gonna they're gonna be singing about the pretty, pretty, pretty Christmas trees, <laughs> and deck the halls. Yes, that's right. Awesome. It's so fun. Thank you. We have thank fun you with so that. So much. You're very welcome. Have a great Christmas, Nikki. A very special thank you to my wonderful guests today. How much fun was that? I know you have some fun ideas to take back to your teaching studios. And I hope that you will send me a message and let me know. You can find me on Instagram at the full voice. Please tag me in any fun discoveries you might make with your students. I want to shout out to Karen Michaels, Kim Wessel, and Rebecca Piat for sharing their wonderful, wonderful exercises and having fun with me today on the podcast. Now, our journey is not over. This was only part one. Next week, I have teachers from Canada, the United States, the United Kingdom and Australia, who are going to be sharing their favorite warm-ups and great teaching strategies that they use with their students. If you are enjoying this podcast, please leave a review and a rating on iTunes. Drop us a line on our podcast page and let us know what you think. As always, I am wishing you inspired teaching and happy singing. Thank you for listening to the Full Voice Podcast. For more information and teacher resources, please visit our website at thefullvoice.com. Made by Canoe Music. Canoe Music.ca.